Who is the everlasting Father? I'm fairly sure that you won't say Father Christmas, okay? Maybe you will, but I assure you that's probably the wrong answer. What is the wrong answer? Maybe you could say, well, the everlasting Father surely is our Father in heaven. And of course, you would be right. He is the everlasting Father, our Father in heaven. And we pray in the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So it goes on. But the passage that we've been opening up over a number of messages over Christmas is Isaiah 9 verse 6. And Isaiah 9 verse 6, the prophet is speaking about Jesus who was to come into this world to bring in a dramatic reversal to rescue his people and all those who trust in him. And this is what we read in Isaiah 9 verse 6. Wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. So the, the little baby lying in a manger is indeed the everlasting father. That's a really strange thing, isn't it, for us to think about today as we think of the baby in a manger and to call him the everlasting father. But it's when we take to heart what that means for Jesus to be called the everlasting father that we receive great comfort. Indeed, that phrase, the everlasting father, takes us to what it really means to be united to Christ. Now that phrase, united to Christ, it's a bit of a strange one. Let me put a picture on the, on the screen. Okay. Oh, we'll come to that in a minute. Never mind. Oh, I'm all out of order. Don't worry. Um, a phrase, it's hard to understand. But if you've ever played that game, there it is. Okay. If you've ever played that game, it. Have you ever played it? Who's played it? A few of you have. Okay, well, I'm sure all of us have played it at some point. I remember playing it when I was a kid. And there were certain areas that were safe. Okay, safe spaces. Okay, it was called homey when I was growing up. I've heard other people call it homey. It's the home place. It is the place of safety. Well, that's what we mean when we talk about union with Christ, being united with Christ. In Jesus, it is homey. It is safe. That is a safe place. Like you run to the hoop. So we say that Jesus is the safe place. The place to hide. And Jesus, as the everlasting Father, he brings life and purpose to all those who are united to him. And so we're going to be looking at this teaching from one Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22. Now, here in this passage, the Apostle Paul is helping us to see that death is real. However, there's also a hope. We read these words here on the screen. For since death came through a man, 
the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. You see, what was happening here in Corinthians was there were some who said there is no resurrection of the dead. You know, when you die, you take off your body like an old cloak and you no longer wear it anymore. You don't need the body anymore, your, your spirit, and that's all you need. And the Apostle Paul is saying, no, 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 you've completely misunderstood the message. After all, after, after all, remember who Jesus is. That Jesus came into this world. He was clothed in human flesh. And actually Jesus rose again and he has that body forever and ever. Therefore, if you say that there is no resurrection of the dead, then Jesus didn't rise. And if Jesus didn't rise, you're still in your sins. You have no hope. There is no reason to celebrate Christmas Day. There is no reason to give gifts because, let's face it, we're all going to die. There's no purpose to it. But Paul says, no, 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 no. There is every reason because Jesus came into this world to give us life, to share our humanity, to be united to us so that we can be united to him and have life everlasting. Well, we're going to open that up a little bit now. Here's the, the, our phrase that we're going to be opening up now. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Just want to see two things very briefly. Adam is our father. Adam is our father. If you look back at the BBC, uh, then uh, if you look at the BBC, there may be something bad happens and the spokesman has to come out and he represents the whole of the BBC. So what he says goes for the whole of the BBC. And the Bible says that Adam is our representative. When he was in the garden, he spoke on our behalf. That what he did was had consequences for us. But the Bible says that Adam isn't simply our representative. He's more than that. He's also our father. That he is our great, 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 and so on and so forth. Grandfather. And we can go all the way back to Adam. And when Adam sinned, there were huge consequences. Adam died. And all those who were in Adam also die. You could say, in Adam, there is no safe place. Everything is lava. You have to see this. There is no safe space in Adam. Paul puts it simply like this. Death came through a man. Now I know Christmas is often a happy time. Indeed, we've been happy today as we've been singing rejoicing. But it's not long before, as you get older, and all of us here, I'm sure, have tasted something of this, where there is an empty chair at our Christmas table, where the loved ones that once were with us have moved on, have died, 
And, and that brings great sadness to us. We are familiar of this. As, uh, as we grow, we recognise our Christmases somehow get shorter. <laughs> and the fun that we once had is diminished. I was speaking to someone this week who had great sadness of all the Christmases that were once passed. And she just wished she could turn back the clock and start again. But the reality is, in Adam, all died. Now, before we can possibly say, hang on a minute, that's not fair. Why is death in the world because of Adam? Well, the truth is, we all do things wrong, do we not? And the Apostle Paul says this, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. In Adam, we all sinned and we still sin. We are guilty as much as anyone else. Now, before you say, hang on a minute, where's the Christmas cheer in this? Surely we should be happy today, shouldn't we? Why all this talk about in Adam all die? Well, that's the reality that we face. But there's another reality. And here is the Christmas cheer. Here is what we all need to hear. Because Christ is also, and can be if we're in, in him, our Father. He is indeed the everlasting Father. The Father who lives forever. He is the one who came from the Father's side. He took on frail flesh. And though he was with the Father from eternity past, and that though all things were made through the Son, John tells us that he became flesh and made his dwelling with us. He came to live with us in this world of sin. Friends, never, never lose a wonder of that. When it feels like God's nowhere to be found, when it seems that God doesn't care, Remember Christmas Day, Jesus came into this world. He shared our humanity. He became human and is forever human. He has a human body that he will never, ever lose. Jesus is the second Adam. Like Adam... Jesus had no biological father. He had to face the same temptations that Adam faced. Remember in the video, the snake that moved around and was tempting people? And we all faced that snake as it were. So did Jesus. But Jesus did not fall, unlike Adam, unlike us. And this is what Hebrews 2 tells us. Hebrews 2 verse 14, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. Jesus broke the devil. Jesus broke the snake. I'm probably mixing metaphors here, but you know what I mean. It is very clear. Jesus has defeated the evil one. As the second Adam, he was victorious. The writer of the Hebrews then says this, For this reason he had to be made like them, like us, 
fully human in every way in order that he might become a faithful, merciful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement, that he may pay, he may cover over our sins because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He was able to help those who were being tempted. Jesus did not sin in his humanity. He was the perfect representative. And in that way, he became the father of all of us who believe. We have life from him, life everlasting. Because as Jesus went to the cross, he paid the penalty for us. As that reading told us that his sacrifice covered over all of our wrongdoing. Now, of course, if Jesus stayed dead, there would be no hope because we'll always be wondering, was it enough? Was he really our father? Yes, he is the father who gives life to all those who put their trust in him. So today, when you're opening up your presence, remember, Jesus gives you life. Adam gives us death. Jesus gives us life. What our text tells us, as we saw on the screen a moment ago. We'll just go back to that so you can see it there. That is why he's called the everlasting father. Going back to that illustration of the hoop. As you run to the hoop of Jesus, you are safe forever. Because he lives forever, you can have confidence. Around our garden, we have um, slats and there is these very thin bits. And every so often I see a cat. I see Timmy, one of our neighbour's cats, a ginger cat. And you just see a head kind of almost disembodied. And it's just kind of floating there in this in this um, in this fence. Well, the thing is, eventually the cat puts not just the head through, but the whole body. The cat doesn't isn't really headless. The just can't see the body. And in the same way, Jesus is the first fruits of those who believe. The head has appeared. Jesus is alive forevermore, and in time. He will bring all those to life who are trusting in Jesus. Wow, life in Jesus. This is how the famous carol puts it. We're going to be singing the carol in a minute. Uh, Heart the herald angels sing. This is how he, Charles Wesley, sums up this truth. Mild he lays his glory by, born that we no more may die, born to raise us from the earth, born to give us second birth. And the fourth verse, we don't sing very often. Adam's likeness now efface. Stamp your image in its place. Second Adam from above. Give us life, impart your love. As Paul ends that passage in 1 Corinthians Verse, uh, verse 58, he says this, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself 
fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labour in the Lord is not in vain. You are not called to exist. You are not called to cross off as many things as possible off your bucket list. You have a work to do. Jesus had a work to do as a second Adam. And you too have been saved to serve Jesus. And the Apostle Paul is saying, if there's no resurrection, you have no purpose. But there is resurrection. Jesus has risen. And today, of all days, on Christmas Day, we can be reminding ourselves we have a purpose. Jesus came for us. For a reason. And Paul says, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labour is not in vain. There may be many, many false teachings, many fears and discouragement that come your way. Let nothing move you. Instead, give your everything to this work. What that work will be? Well, being more like Jesus, sharing, telling others of Jesus, encouraging one another, displaying the fruit of the Holy Spirit. All of this has value because Jesus came as the second Adam. He was born. He took on for our flesh. He came to give us life. And today, You can have life in Jesus. Can I ask you today as I close, have you put your trust in Jesus as the second Adam? Because if you have, you have every reason to live. You have a purpose. Well, may the Lord help you. Maybe afterwards we can talk about what that purpose is. What can you do for Jesus? How can you showcase who Jesus is? is. Let us pray. Father, we do thank you for what we've seen from your word. Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us in sending your son. And Father, as we call you Father, we recognise there is a very real sense that we can call Jesus our Father too, that he is our everlasting Father, that he is the second Adam, and he is the one who gives life to all those who put their trust in him. And so may we today be those people who are always celebrating what we have in Jesus and enjoying the life that we have. Hear our prayers. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.